Welcome back to Memory Jogger right here on the Rediscover the 80s podcast feed. Jason here and uh, joining me is Wyatt. Also over here. How are you all doing? How are you, Jason? I'm doing fine. Gearing up for our big road trip next week. I'm glad we found the time in between here of uh, getting ready and everything to record before we uh, head off and I'll be gone for a week. I'm not taking the laptop. I'm not trying to get online much of anything. Just want to take a break. It's going to be a long trip, see some family and friends. So I'm excited about that. A little envious because I want to go up in the worst possible way up home. But yeah, enjoy the trip. And if I don't see it, I'll use a really big high five hand or something like, you know, the old, what is the old wrestling ones, you know, yeah, yeah. Foam hands, whatever they are. Yeah. Wave at me as we uh, go past you on the interstate. So yeah, just gearing up for that and trying to clean up a little bit and uh, get packed and get everything we want to take on the trip. That's been uh, been my week. What's been happening with you? Oh, kind of gearing up we got friends coming in more julie's friends but they're coming in and the guy offered to do our flooring for a very low price oh, nice. can't beat it we've done all the flooring upstairs with the whole house has the new flooring but we bought a lot of extra in hopes of doing the basement and well it's been two years since we finished the addition and it's been two years that i have had wow, it on my to-do years. list <laughs> so and it's five kids getting any free time is almost a feat in itself right but uh this guy is a professional floor installer and he offered to do it at you know cut rate prices and we couldn't beat it why That's not great. here's the stuff go to town so i've been <laughs> to help offset the cost i have been the last three days taking up all the old carpet in the basement so it's mm-hmm. uh very echoey we could have like i could do like concerts in here and have the <laughs> hall effect or whatever it is but other than that no not a whole lot five kids keep me busy even when the kids are uh, out of school in fact it seems to be even busier we yeah, are how does that happen <laughs> i don't know because we're on a good regimen throughout the school year and we think you know our minds are about burnout then mm-hmm. and now it's you know, we're pretty set during the school year about 5 to 5 30 it's dinner time 7 30 we start getting the kids slowly moved into bed mm-hmm. uh, by 8 30 all of them are in bed and okay that starts about 6 30 sometimes 7 before we even get the dinner train going <laughs> and my oldest is now up up at midnight and oh wow yeah and i'm like okay you go with your bad self i still have work to do so dude i'm i'm sleeping yeah that's otherwise i mean that's that's all in fun and games but it's been fun yeah i'm a night owl but none of my kids well the, the boys they seem to be up kind of late doing their own thing i uh we usually start nodding off on the uh on my sitting chair there in the living room when i'm watching i watch a lot of poker for some reason i want to go to vegas and like enter one of those big tournaments you need like 10 grand to enter and see how far i can make it save your pennies there bro yeah i I don't have that kind of uh, cash flow to do something like that i I can barely play anything let alone pokers i mean as far (laughs) as making money i that's why i keep it on easy mode i wasn't terrible anything else (laughs) but yeah if i'm not watching a movie or something it's usually poker and i'll wander back to bed i don't know usually 11 30 or 12 i'm I like to stay up. See, it all depends. For me, it's it all depends on what's going on. If it's a work week, I've had to actually feel so so bad, but I've almost had to put my foot down because I was going to bed 10, 1030, and I still get up at 430. Mm. So there's days where I was getting like five hours of sleep 
and you know you're up all day working eight nine to ten hour days and then i'm a zombie on the way home and there's been a couple mm. of times i've been a little skittish so i've had to kind of say you know i need sleep or i'm gonna roll the car at some point yeah and it we won't even to, be for fun we need to bring a siesta time to the u.s I, i've longed to have a, a quick 15 to 30 minute power nap in the middle of the day there was gosh was it about 15 years ago there was a big hoopla in corporate america they were going to try to do that they were even selling like little pop-up tent little things sleep <laughs> tents nap tents whatever for your office and then it fizzled yeah. i'm like you jokers you get us all hyped up i thought you might even pull it off for the air force no no well, come on yeah I, I probably would get nothing done if i had a couch in my office so uh, yeah i don't know I, I just feel like some days i could just use a quick power nap like we used to do in college man we'd have you know 30 45 minutes in between classes we'd go back like black out the windows and mm -hmm. do a quick nap before between classes man i felt so refreshed exactly and we need to be doing that you know in the, in the workplace <laughs> we do we need it i need it coffee uh, can only do so much that's right that's right anyway well yeah anyway moving on, on a little tangent <laughs> we did yeah a little bunny trail there but that's all right got some great feedback uh this week on our previous episode featuring robin williams and uh i wanted to mentioned during the show when we were doing our or when i was doing my research for the uh retro network drive-in featuring ernest goes to camp i found uh, some very fun footage backstage at the comic relief special one of them i think it was number three of robin williams and jim varney just kind of riffing off each other yeah this is the coolest thing and it's only you know maybe two to three minutes long and it's more of a behind the scenes kind of a thing probably released on the vhs release when they you know released the special and it's just them kind of talking about random stuff robin goes off on like hunting or something and, and then they talk about fashion for a quick minute it's <laughs> it's pretty great like a moment in time there and it really makes you wish that they had done something together because uh J jim varney surprisingly or, or probably not surprisingly since he was, I believe, classically trained as an actor, mm -hmm. is very good at improv. And all the characters that he does, you know, he could come up with something pretty quick off the cuff. Robin Williams was the king of that, but it's oh, yeah. fun to see them together. So that's over there on rediscoverthe80s.com and scroll through the recent posts and you'll find it. Very fun footage from backstage at the Comic Relief. Uh, but I did want to pass along a couple pieces of feedback we got. My pal Kevin at Mask Library on uh, Twitter, pretty much everywhere. He and I and uh, Adam, who was the guest on the Retro Network drive-in with Ernest Goes to Camp, uh, we do a show on the Retro Network YouTube channel called Thrift Store Horde, which is basically us just getting together once a month and showing off all of our thrift store finds and all the great little nuggets of nostalgia and pop culture that we come across. Kevin reached out on Twitter. He said, amazing new episode of the podcast today. I've had a fun year of ups and downs and this episode really resonates. Great work, guys. So 
thank you for that comment, Kevin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, life is full of ups and downs. And sometimes you'll have a really great year, like a, a full year. And then the next year hits you like a ton of bricks. And then there's some years that, especially over the pandemic, where it's, everything's just kind of up and down. A lot of downs, really. If you're stuck at home, if you're not able to go out and do the things you normally do. I'm glad that uh, Kevin enjoyed that. And we're glad that everybody's listening along and hopefully some of what we <laughs> say does resonate but even if it doesn't if it's just a little bit of nostalgia that's what we're here for right that's it and then uh our friend john womble who uh emailed me jason at rediscover the 80s.com and he's done that i believe once before he said just reaching out again hopefully with an assist the comedy special that you were referring to is called comic relief it was a fundraising show that was held annually to raise money for homeless people in need the show was hosted by Whoopi Goldberg, Billy Crystal, and Robin Williams, which I think I got right on our Robin Williams show. The handful of years it aired on HBO. I'm not sure which one in particular the two of you watch, but it looks like most of them are on YouTube right now. That's cool. I did not know that like those full specials were out there on YouTube. That's great to know. I don't think you mentioned Whoopi, but I know you said Billy Crystal and Robin Williams, mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't think I had HBO at the time. So that's what makes me think that maybe our mutual time. I had Showtime and okay. was the cousin to it, the movie channel. Yeah, can't remember. You know how you know how HBO has its Cinemax, right? So I think Showtime had what was called the I think it was called the movie channel, just flat out. Mm -hmm. But that's why I think our mutual friend Leaf had it. I don't know that he we had HBO even in freaking Clearfield, but <laughs> if anybody did it would have been him that's right john goes on to say also if you haven't seen them already i'd like to recommend the world according to garp and the best of times those are my two favorite robin williams films mm. and i did a quick uh, look up garp is on hbo max if you have that right now and the best of times is out there for free on several different services Tubi, the roku channel that freebie one which is used to be imdb tv or something they changed the name of that to freebie and you can find it there if you want to go out and watch those two movies and i need to because i haven't seen either of those mm. so uh, and john finished up saying thanks again for another fun episode so we appreciate that feedback john yeah and, that's great uh, yeah i'm mean, that's fine if you want to reach out to me jason at rediscover the 80s.com feel free and we'll have a little conversation back and forth we can get your feedback in here and if you've got any topic suggestions too like we've said before i think we've got about 59 still in the queue and if you want to throw some more in there that uh are personal to you you want to hear us talk about and what our take is on a specific topic you can email those over or just tweet us if you want to and of course Wyatt will give you all of our social media details at the end of the show yeah we just we're happy to podcast would uh, appreciate you leaving uh, those star reviews on apple or spotify or if you're on apple you can leave us a comment there as well and let us know how we're doing and give us feedback on uh, how to make the show better so i think our uh, randomizer machine is ready i've I put a quarter in and uh, i got the little egg out so we got to open it up and see what's inside <laughs> Is that like the old, the little one with the chicken that had, you know, yes. bark, 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 bark. that was at Kmart. Yeah. Our local yeah. Kmart had this chicken that laid the, had the eggs in there and it dropped down and you got a little prize inside. It had the sound so. effect. Cause it was like that bark, bark, bark. It, it was like, but then <laughs> when it went, forgot, it almost like, it sounded like someone jabbed it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Uh, let's see what topic we get this week. All right. Let's spin. Slot oh, racing. so slot car racing that's very specific yeah uh, <laughs> was that you or me because i don't remember probably, doing that one. 
That was probably me because I pined to have a really nice slot car racing set. And we could almost include trains in there too, but you had, well, did you have any slot car tracks specifically? Not to my knowledge. I don't think I ever had one up until we were, until my oldest Adam was, geez, maybe two or three years old. We had one of those Lightning McQueen one. Now I had yearned to have the Dukes of Hazard, obviously <laughs> because General Lee and the Knight Rider one, which I didn't realize was even out until much later in like season season four or something when when night was almost coming to a close i didn't know that night rider even had one mm-hmm. uh, those are the two at the most top of my head right now that i could even think of uh of wanting or having okay i had a small i mean i when we got the uh sears catalog each year they always had some glorious slot racing tracks in there and i would always circle them and i never got them probably because i was circling the one that was like 150 bucks that went up the walls and when they showed the picture the kid was like sitting inside of the track you know yeah uh i did get i don't know if it was with my own money or you know like for a birthday or if it was for christmas or something but i got a small like figure eight slot racing track and just wore it out to the point where i I probably didn't last more than a couple months because it was just so small and just did the figure eight you know Mm -hmm. but it had the larger cars and one of them i kept for the longest time i had always wanted i saw the commercials on tv by from tyco of course (laughs) Um, if you remember all of those, and I did an article over on rediscover the eighties several years ago on the 11 best themed slot car racing tracks of the eighties. So like you were talking about, so there was a, a Knight Rider one that let's see, well, of course it had kit and trying to think what the other car was. If it was, uh, it was a a semi truck. It was a semi truck. The Comptron. I think so. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at the uh, the box. It's like a red semi truck. Weird. It looked pretty. The the track looked all over the place. Like it had a, a nice. Oh, it was a cutoff. It was called Cutoff Challenge. So it was one of those tracks that like the uh, the track would come together and one of the cars would get pushed off or something, you know. And then it looks like they had some intersections too, where you might be able to run into the other person. Some other ones that I had in that list that I pined for as a kid. That's the one that I did not know about was Voltron. Voltron had a spin out in space track, which is pretty cool. The one I remember seeing a lot of commercials for was the Transformers one because the cars the cars would like stand up as they're going down the track like they're robots you know and and race <laughs> race that way so that one was pretty cool uh, the A team one glorious because it had this like spinning motion somehow I don't know how it did that if it was something with the car that made it spin back the other way but the you go back and look at some of those commercials like it, they're spinning all over the place mm-hmm. and it's got one of those MP police cars after it you know and then let's see what else there's your Dukes of Hazard. there was a yeah uh, with a cop car there was a, there was a jump there maybe or something yeah there was a jump yeah, that would have been uh, a cool one to have. There was a I think that was an expansion. One. I think that was an expansion because oh, right. the ones I've seen, are like the standard kits, mm-hmm. were just like your your figure eight style. And I think there was an expansion that you could get that made the jump 
mm-hmm. possible. A couple others. There was a Thundercats one with the Thunder Tank. They actually did a Miami Vice one. That's awesome. There was a GoBots one that I had never knew existed. The other one that I saw a lot of, I remember commercials, was the G.I. Joe yep. High Adventure Trucking. I remember and that one. It was, I believe, a some kind of tractor trailer, maybe with a missile, and you had to get it to a certain spot, and there's something like Cobra trying to stop you from... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was it looked like a almost like a cavern or a mountainous like backdrop on the thing. It looks so cool. And then our favorite 80s property mask also had a slot car track with uh I think hurricane and Volcano. Volcano. Yeah. Now, I did not know that existed up until probably a few years ago when our buddy Bill Ferris had, was, right. or maybe at least had an article about it, podcast rather. Mm-hmm. And then that just blew me away that they even had one. We love masks. We won't call ourselves apologists, but you know, we thought we knew a fair amount. Yeah. Bill Ferris, he knows whatever existed in mask world. <laughs> he's, he's He's covered it. Yeah, he sure has. But there's some other ones, too, that were just kind of more generic tracks that did cool things. Like, I remember when Tycho introduced... I think they called it Night Glow. And during the mm-hmm. commercials, you would see uh, them racing around and then they would cut out the lights and the track in the cars glowed in the dark. So cool. So oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. And then the other one that I remember wanting so bad was the one called Zero Gravity Cliffhangers. And this was the track that went up the wall. It had so many loops. I don't know, like two or three loops at least. And uh, man, the the commercials were ridiculous too, because I believe they show the cars like floating in outer space, you know, like zero gravity. (laughs) Just those slot car tracks were such a thing back then. And I feel like they've gone the way of the dodo nowadays. I mean, they'll have, like you said, they'd still make them uh, typically around themed characters. Like that makes sense for Disney's cars, but I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of kids had them back in the day and you could spend hours racing cars on slot cars. You're right. There hasn't been Not too a much thing anymore. slot cars that I've seen. I mean, it's like big to do, like there used to be in the 80s. You know, it was always mimicked after some TV show like we just talked about, Knight Rider Dukes and all them. It's now plain Jane, I call it, or if you even see them. Now, a few years ago, obviously there was one for Lightning McQueen and that was upsetting because the brushes wore down on the, those ones pretty easily. Yeah, uh, I would have to keep refreshing them. My son would only get you know a few laps before we'd have to reset them and i was i was i was really disappointed that quality wasn't really there now i've seen like at hobby lobby uh hazard is they're redoing that track again but again the standard kind of figure eight style it's not a i don't think it has the the expansion pack on it haven't seen too much more i haven't frequented hobby lobby recently but i know that was one that i keep looking at going man yeah. should i should i should i should i not? <laughs> there was i go to hobby lobby every so often and you're right they do still have some tracks there i think there was one that was like a mario kart that i've seen there and then i think i have seen the dukes of hazard one but they also sell or used to sell individual cars too so hobbyists that have their own track set up yeah. they can go out and buy the batmobile or something to 
you know, add on their track. So I, I guess the hobby still exists, but it just seems like it's waned a lot over the yeah. years versus yeah. what it used to be when we were kids. And, you know, maybe that has a lot to do with today's technology and video games and everything else. And our kids are tied up in, in all of that versus, uh, you know, finding something outside of television, which your mom or dad would, you know, tell you to do something else, you know. <laughs> right. We we would have stuff like slot car tracks to keep us busy and, and have a little fun, you know. Yeah, I was thinking maybe that you had had some there. I don't recall ever having one. I just can't remember. If I did, I, I don't think I did. To be honest, I don't think I'm trying to think, you know, I'm pretty good about what I've had, you know, toys or things. I'm pretty good at memories and I just, I can't recall any, any slot cars. Yeah. I know our mutual, I think our mutual friend Leaf had one, but I think it was wired for some reason. I think it was a wired, like a cheapy set, not a, he didn't have the space for a big track really. And no, but we were always, I mean, we've said it just two episodes ago that how impressed we were with what the amount of stuff he had for a single wide trailer (laughs) just, just flabbergasted us. Yeah. I, and we've mentioned, uh, I think it was during the, uh, show about you know your trains and stuff that you had set up i guess you were more into that than the right. slot cars i was but maybe it's just because i didn't circle it like in the sears wish list i can only imagine that might be why but the train was not something i asked the train either train set the gi joe or the the just the regular lionel i those were both surprises and i think it's all because i when pbs started airing that model railroading i don't know if that was that proper name but it was you know a model railroading tv show mm-hmm. i got i got hooked on it it was fascinating to see what they did and the elaborate stuff that they did you know they built the whole mountainside and town right yeah i still remember there was one one train set it was a it was elaborate it had something like four different tracks that intertwined it was i I don't, I won't say it was computer based, but it was relays based. So mm-hmm. if it may, you know, one after so far down the track, it would automatically do a switch on the track. So that one returning would go up, you know, a whole other different level or place mm-hmm. or somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, another track really, but it had working stuff. One of them would come to a stop and, you know, the little fake logs would get loaded onto the railroad trucks and the train would move ever so slightly and fill like three, three of the cars or something. Then it would go do its loop or go somewhere else and obviously would offset that load but that load was on a little basically a slide that went back and refilled everything Hmm. so this guy you know i'm like how do you do that how do you figure and this is 80s 90s technology it's not a freaking computer that's running this it's relays that someone's figured out how to wire just right but anyway i guess watching it enough my dad had bought me i don't know which train set came first but I remember that I got the Lionel and I know I mentioned before that I just started, he had an eight by four sheet of plywood that I could do whatever I wanted with it, make my own little, my own little town. The problem was we didn't, I didn't know where to go mm-hmm. and I didn't even know how he got it. He must've bought a kit like at Kmart or somewhere. But after that, where do you go to get the houses and the buildings and the cars yeah. and yeah. the tunnels and However, they did it. I didn't know how they did that. It wasn't until years later when I was a, a driving teenager that I've learned that there was a railroad hobby store or something or other down in Altoona. Okay. And it was a haphazard thing because I had gone to the, uh, sorry, we're on a bunny trail. Um, <laughs> I had gone to the mo- the railroad that's down there. There's a model, there's a railroad museum down there and a lot of it features model railroads inside in Altoona. And yes, I've been there. We were actually there uh, several visits ago. 
Yeah, and I watched down with the Altoona Curve. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, I was a kid. That was probably one of our field trips we went on that I don't recall. Could have been. But I mean, that's what I I was a kid and knew about that. It wasn't until I was, like I said, a driving teenager that I learned that there was somewhere nearby there or in Altoona there was a railroad hobby store somewhere. Hmm. But I never made my way down there to like go explore it. Yeah. And anyway, so I I. I mean, it's not slot car related, but all I, part I, of that kind of hobby, though. It is part of the hobby. Yeah. I mean, I I was interested in. Like I said, I nailed it up and put the little. It was just a really an oval, but I'd found that I had switches at one point, so I made a intermediary track, a shorter oval as a shortcut for a train or something. At some point, somewhere along the line, I got a bridge, an elevated bridge kit, so I could actually get it to go slowly raising up to cross over a bridge to come back down the elevation and i had done that cool. that was that was nerve-wracking because you're <laughs> you're trying to get it to sit so right on the track ties that are plastic there wasn't much room to fudge so it wasn't like these snap-on things from like the thomas the trains where you can fudge it and still the right. thing's still gonna go yeah if you didn't get it right the thing was gonna collapse <laughs> so that was what was frustrating was doing that and then like i said that that tyco train set for gi joe that i had it was easy because it was just a little cardboard play area that had like quote unquote railroad bed on it and you just mimicked your oval track off of that and then mm-hmm. you you had your gi joes and their tanks and the little jeeps and you played like you were going to attack the, the train which right it's kind of hilarious because it was gi joe's train so what was supposed to happen to train i can just bulldoze all the <laughs> Cobras and be done with the battle. <laughs> and then here I am looking at it from an adult. As a kid, I probably did something elaborate, like, you know, you'll never catch me, Cobra, or I don't know. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. I, I was thinking, I think there was like a, some kind of turbo train or something that went really fast, like faster than uh, more, more towards like a slot car track. But yeah, I'm over here. I, <laughs> I looked real quick on Amazon just for the fun of it to see what they had to offer for slot car track. I see the, figure eight they want 40 bucks for it i see one that's more of an oval with a loop for each track that's 50 bucks so and there's a few other options out there one that i didn't think of that they've really come a long way with is the hot wheels stuff so like back in the day you know we had the orange track and we had a few sets but now i mean you there's whole youtube channels that are people setting up the track in their backyard and they've got these little launchers now that you can once the the Hot Wheels car hits it, it'll, you know, zip it forward for you and, you know, kind of keep it going. And you set those up around your track and you can keep your car going essentially. Right. So Hot Wheels and their tracks and their capabilities now maybe have, you know, kind of overtaken what slot cars was back then and what Hot Wheels had to offer back then. Just a couple of observations there. Yeah. I mean that, you know, that's essentially it. Just something that came to mind, something that, you know, I was really hyped to get as a kid and never did. So maybe Maybe mm-hmm. some of our listeners out there can give us some feedback on slot car tracks that they had. Maybe they got for Christmas. Maybe they were circling in the, the wish book and let us know uh, what their memories are because ours are more sparse and more uh, more fantasies than anything. Exactly. <laughs> you can fill in a few extra gaps that we haven't right now. <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, I think that's going about do it, man, unless you had anything else. No, I think that rounds it out for us. A little short episode, but it was still fun nonetheless. 
us to talk about slot racing. And like Jason said, you know, if you have any memories and you can fill in the gaps, please feel free to interact with us. Leave a comment on our show notes by visiting rediscoverthe80s.com or any of our social media accounts at RD80s. If you care to provide us with a comment, again, tweet us. RD80s or at InfamousWB. You can email us at Jason at rediscoverthe80s.com or InfamousWB at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can also leave us a voicemail at our Telby account. And on behalf of Jason, I'm Wyatt, and we welcome you to join us next time on Memory Jogger.